Oh, wow. How many times did I start my podcast by saying wow, wow, wow? But this time, it's so deserved. It was incredible. It was just beyond what we expected. We expected a lot of things from this match. We expected so, so goddamn much. And it delivered. It delivered... To all of us, apart from Barcelona fans, even to them, to some extent. We're gonna get to this a little bit later, because, you know, there is a lot of topics after this demolishing win from Bayern Munich. There are so many questions, like, is this the end of an era for Barcelona, will they become new AC Milan in the future? Will they become new Manchester United-ish, Arsenal-ish type of a club? Or will they find something in themselves and go further and evolve and adapt something that they refuse to do right now? It was total domination. It was destruction from one team it was so incredible to watch you know there was one team for the most part of the game 15 minutes 20 20 20 minutes if you're giving them benefit of a doubt let's put it like this 20 minutes of 90 minute football barcelona was on the pitch 20 minutes 20 minutes of all the goddamn time, Barcelona actually showed up. After that, they gone. And you need to start asking questions. Not about the coach. No, no, no. It's like, coach barely can change anything in this Barcelona. Coach can try and do something, but the only way he's gonna be able to do this if Messi and the co want him to be there. If it's someone else, like Setien or Valverde, who tries to do different style of game than a uh, different style of game rather than Barcelona used to do, they're not gonna follow it. And that's a big, big problem. You know, let's go back. Let's go back to the couple days before the game. Me and my friend discussed this this match preview. It's going to be big. It's going to be incredible. And then, what's our predictions? I said, if I don't remember, 3 or 4 1 for Bayern Munich. Somebody said 2 0. Somebody said 2 1. But then we asked Barcelona fan. You know, I have a good friend who is a Barcelona fan. He begged me, kinda, not to start this podcast with <laughs> you fucking losers, you know. And I, I did it. Maybe I didn't now, but who cares? And then, you know, I asked him, "What's your prediction?" He said, "With my heart, I do believe that Barcelona." Is capable of winning Bayern Munich. But my head tells me it might be another embarrassment. And that was quite a line because 
Oh yeah, you remember now, last year Liverpool, year before Roma, and you know since two thousand basically fifteen, they went downhill. You know, the Barcelona kind of from two thousand fifteen never reached the expectations that we set for them. Maybe two thousand sixteen ish. Let's put it like this. We'll discuss it a little bit later on, but I was one hundred percent confident that Bayern Munich gonna literally fuck Barcelona, literally. You know, since Flick came in, what November, December, he created a machine. He created a monster, and I was the one who defended Kovacic because you know I liked what he did in. Uh, Frankfurt, was it? Yeah, pretty sure it was. Oh no, wait, Eintracht, Eintracht. You get the point. In a previous club, I cannot talk. It's a bad idea to do the podcast this late because right now there's another Champions League match, and I decided to do this podcast instead because, well, I'm a, I'm a smart boy, and I'm right. But basically, you know. We all witnessed what Flick has created. It was, it still is, probably the best team in Europe right now. And me as Liverpool fan, it should burn a little because you know we are great. But this season, if you're gonna compare us side to side, Bayern Munich were better. And if we would fight one on one, you know, one match only, who knows what's gonna happen? But. Bayern Munich would have been capable of beating us, and you think to yourself, "Well, if there was that incredible since like December, and Barcelona were quite shit since September, <laughs> what's gonna be with Barcelona? You just can't imagine Barcelona beat Bayern Munich." And that's true, but then, when it was like one hour before the game, I thought to myself, "Damn, this is Barcelona. They they one of the best clubs in the world. They one of the biggest clubs in the world. They sure can embarrass themselves three years in a row. Maybe they're gonna win. Maybe just maybe they're gonna be capable of doing this." And then the game started, and the false feeling. Of Barcelona actually being capable of not embarrassing themselves three year in a row, just disappeared. You know. I said before. Fifteen minutes. Twenty minutes if you've been very, very given to Barcelona. Barcelona was on a pitch for twenty minutes. In this twenty minutes, it was. Fast, ball from one side to another, from one side to another. Flick over the defenders of Bayern. Flick over, flick, try and flick, try to just pass it faster and faster. And um, it worked. Obviously, they scored an own goal by Munich. But before that, Barca just crumbled. Three minutes in, they already. Crumbling, they're already letting Bayern Munich score. It's just, 
it just it was just beautiful goal. Miller and Lewandowski, quick one-two. Oh, beautiful, beautiful scenes. Then obviously the own goal happened, and you would think, oh, the the comeback is real. The the intrigue is back. You know they're gonna be able to push Bayern Munich, and and then you look at Bayern Munich players' face, and you see they smiling. They don't feel threatened by this Barcelona. They feel calm. They know it was. It was just unlucky that this happened. They knew from a very from a very get go they're not gonna lose after first goal because in this seven minutes they knew they were a better team, but they saw that they have little imperfections here and there because Barcelona was able to score by flicking the ball to Alba. Alba running fast, and doing, you know, what he does best. So what did they do? I'm gonna go, for some reason, with a little bit of tactic style, because, you know, I'm more of an emotional guy. I express my emotions. I scream. I, I shout over the top, because that's my personality. But this 15, 20 minutes, I was actually very... Focused on being a little bit of a tactician, a little bit of a, oh, what happened here? What are they going to do next? And how did Bayern stop every single attempt from Barcelona after 15, 20 minutes? Because after the first goal from Barcelona, they had two or three good moments. Uh, hitting the post and Suarez moment one-on-one. -on -one. And actually, Lionel Messi going one versus six. And shooting right into the into the goalkeeper. You think to yourself, well, Barcelona kind of starting to do something. They doing what they best, you know, pass, 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 and oh, Messi with the ball, and they're gonna be able to score. Oh, so close, but no. Well, Binder, well, it, it's it's a simple solution. They go with high, aggressive, personal pressing. So, Barcelona players who had time in this fast-paced game, in the first 5-10 minutes, they don't have an opportunity to stop, to see, aha, uh -huh, here's an Alba, let me just, let me just try and see where he's gonna go, okay, here he goes, you get the ball. No, 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 you don't have time to look up and try to spot another, another player, no, 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 they're already here. They're already waiting for you to make another mistake. They're already waiting for you to crumble. They're already waiting and they're pressing. And Barcelona had no choice but just to do one thing. Go deep. And by going deep, they gave all the cards to Bayern Munich. Because now, the masterman, the 30 million ah, magician have an opportunity to just control the game. And did he do this? Oh, you don't have to ask. 30 million for Thiago, that's just a bargain. That's like, you want him? It's easy, just get him for 30 million. It's not that he's all fuck off. Look at him, look at this game, 
Anyone who says in the comments that nah, he wasn't that impressive. Alfonso Davis was more impressive. Yeah, Alfonso Davis was fucking incredible, but this, 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 this man is just beautiful. He is a mastermind. And in this, in this match, he showed that 30 million is just a tech prize that you need to just like, what fucking hell, you don't want a 60, that's a bargain. Because after 20 minutes, 17 I would say, Barca was gone. They're going deep. They cannot create anything. They just stuck. And Bayern Munich just goes and goes and goes. And they have opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. You know, second goal comes in. Two seconds later, Marker and Shagan makes a mistake. And Lewandowski nearly scores. You're like, holy fucking shit, come on, chill, guys. It's like, what, 20, 20 minutes? Come on, we have 60, 80 more. Come on, stop. But they didn't. Oh, they didn't. They went in and they scored another one. And another one. And then a halftime whistle. And it was already painful. It was like, Barcelona are not willing to do anything. They just gave up. They, they're not there anymore. You look at the eyes of Messi, Testegian, Suarez, whoever. That was in the pitch. They don't know what's going on. We're going to see it later on with Griezmann when he needs to go two steps further. He can. Arthur Vidal showed him, he, you need to be here. He just stands in fear because he kind of shakes. You know, he tries to get the ball, but he's afraid to go further. He cannot go further anymore because he's afraid. They've been embarrassed. And you know, if Barcelona wouldn't score second goal, maybe it wouldn't be as embarrassing. Maybe we wouldn't talk about this right now as, as we do right now. But they did. They did score this goal. Yeah. You know, another flick job. It went in. Great. Uh, CDMs didn't work hard enough to get the ball. Yeah, sure. Uh, Suarez. <laughs> kind of embarrassed Boateng's style of defending with his ass. You know. And, uh, well, he got the ball and he scored it. Great for Suarez. Should have scored maybe two in this game. Scored only once. Had nine touches. <laughs> Most. What, was it like nine touches? Pretty sure it was like nine touches in the whole. Whole first half. I don't remember actual stats with the touches. But there was like an embarrassing stat that he touched the ball. So rarely. And most of the times. Were after they conceded. Yeah nine, t nine times he touched the ball. From a center. Jesus Christ. But this, this just made them, oh, this just made them so much more furious. They were like, oh, you want to, you want to play with us? You want to fucking try us again? You are quite suicidal, my friend. Get the fuck out. <laughs> they just, they just, oh, they went all in. Instead of, you know, trying to save my power for semifinal or the final, 
uh, where they eventually will be. I'm not sure that they're going to win Champions League. They decided to say no. We're just going to go. And Alphonse Davis will go and embarrass Semedo. You know, a lot of people... Well, actually, not a lot, but some people said, Oh my god. It's the same that this match when Tottenham and Gareth Bale embarrassed that man. And Gareth Bale had this incredible run in Tottenham. You remember this, guys? Because I sure as hell do. And when somebody reminded me of this, I was like, Yeah! Yeah! One... Older guy in comparison to another, much more younger, with one style of play, totally embarrassed himself, and another one absolutely destroyed him and just did something beautiful. Did something so impressive that now you cannot deny the fact that he's one of the best left backs in the world, even though he's so young, he's still a teenager. He's like what? Nearly my age. He's like two years older than me, maybe. Oh my god. Oh no, now I feel miserable. Ah. It's just. And actually, you know, I want to talk a little bit about De Jong because in three goals, maybe two. He was a crucial part because he didn't go for the player. He didn't stop him even though he had an opportunity. And we saw it all game with all Barcelona, but with De Jong in particular. Because you remember last year with Ajax, he was, he was going for every ball. He was so pumped up. He was ready to go. And here he... he Barcelona mentality and not in a good way but in the oh whatever he hadn't have enough concentrations concentration he just he hadn't had enough confidence in himself he had this Barcelona mentality of well we are the best team in the world whatever oh shit we're getting embarrassed again oh no and especially it showed in this moment. He had like a second or maybe two in front of Kimmich. And instead of running for this ball for his dear life, he kind of walked and then ran. And in this couple of seconds, Kimmich already scores. Because, well, you gave him an open space. And it's so painful to see what Barcelona can do with a player. Because you would expect that if you came into Barcelona, you're going to be a star and you're going to fight to the end. You're going to have this Carlos Carpuyol mentality of no bullshit, just go and do your job. But instead, you have this oh whatever mentality that you should never even feel in a Barcelona shirt. And speaking of a... Players with a mentality that been crumbled by Barcelona. Here comes my little magician, my one of my favorite players when I just start watch football, Phil Coutinho. Oh, that was just cherry on top. One assist and two goals, huh? Mm. That's Barcelona in a nutshell. 
as a lot of people describe it, and that's absolutely true. You buy a player for 140 million euros to make him new Neymar and Yesto both at the same time, you got disappointed with him, give him a loan to buy Munich when he won trophies, and you didn't, and now he ends your embarrassment in the Champions League this season with this. Quite a poor performance if we're actually looking at what he did, you know. His passing wasn't that accurate. Um, the first goal that he scored was a awful first touch, but he still managed to pull it off. But it was more the, the fact the player the currently is a Barcelona player went and became the best Barcelona player on the pitch by scoring two goals and assisting. Oh wow, it was it was quite remarkable. And uh, you can't really say too much about this, can you? You look at how Barcelona played, and there were so many mistakes, there was so much lack of confidence that you need to start asking questions. And I said before, they already fired Setien, which is a right call. But is it his fault entirely? You need to say to yourself, no. Is this the board? Yes. Is this the players? Yes. And I really, I really think it might be it for Barcelona as we know, because a lot of Barca fans saying, you know, we rely on Messi way too much and we need to change some stuff up. We're not willing to do this. We're not ready to do this because we need to play for Messi and Messi wants the team to play around him, kinda. So they're in a position where they're just stuck. They just can not do anything. And some People are saying maybe Barcelona will be better if Messi will go. And also a lot of 30-year-old plus players will leave too. And to this you need to say, you're kind of right. Because you look at Valverde, he tried to do something different in Barcelona. Something that didn't resemble Barcelona. And he got sacked. He should have got sacked earlier, but whatever. Now you look at Setien and you remember his intense football, you know, this aggressive, high-pressing football in Betis. And you would expect that he's going to do something similar in Barcelona, but he didn't. The only thing he did with Barcelona, this squad, is that they hold the ball more than they did before. That's it. And that happens most of the times because... When you try to give something as high-pressing as intense football to the players like Messi, Suarez, that are persona non grande in, in the squad because you cannot touch them, you cannot force them to do something they don't want to do, you're going to be in a position that you want to do something. You want to break, like in this match, Bayern's uh, high-pressing. How you can do this? Well... Tashegin makes a lot of mistakes. He made quite a few this season in a build-up, you know. He gives a pass 
and he can mess it up. When it is a sure pass, well, he mostly doesn't make a mistake. This time, he did quite a few. He tries to go for, you know, a longer pass. There's a more chance that he's going to make a mistake. But even going to go for a cross with this high-intensive by Munich, there's a good chunk of percent that, you know, of success because there's a lot of spots if you're going to stop the game when uh, Tostegan is about to hit the ball, when he's about to pass it, you can see if he's just going to hit it, if he's going to cross it, there's going to be a spot or two where Messi or Suarez can go, you know, deeper and get the ball and run with it. But they're not doing this. That's because neither Suarez nor the Messi do want to do this job. They don't want to press. They don't want to... They don't want to do this. And that's a big problem for Barcelona because Barcelona created this bubble around themselves that they are so comfortable in with how they're playing. But the football, it's evolving. And you cannot stay in one place for so long because eventually something new gonna happen. And instead of dribbling down, instead of pass, 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 tiki-taka, tiki-taka, system of football, here comes more physical, more greedy style of football where you just need to run and run for your goddamn life. And the fact that you can dribble, it, it's obvious. If you cannot dribble, then what, what are you doing here, right? The fact that you can do some five-star skills on FIFA is a good adjustment. But you need to be physical. You need to be able to run for your goddamn life, to have, you know, the intensity to have the willpower to go 90 minutes and more like Bayern Munich players can, like Liverpool players can, you know, like other teams players can. And, um... We speak a lot about Barcelona because Bayern Munich in this matches in in a lot of matches this season in Bundesliga were nearly flawless. They do have some flaws here and there, but because team doesn't want to capitalize on their mistakes and their flaws, you don't want to talk about them because you have this impression of unbeatable team. You have this impression of a team who's going to be able to stop anyone. And then you look at Barcelona. How I said, they stuck in their own bubble. With football going forward, they refuse to adapt. The players refuse to adapt. The staff can try to adapt the, the players, but if the players will refuse, there's nothing they can do. So when you say that it's Solicitian's fault, you need to think twice, or better, three times, and then talk. Because there's a big, big, big chunk of a, of a problem on the players. Also, if we're talking about the players, you need to say that there are no leadership in this, in this team. Messi is not a leader. Soares is not a leader. Busquets is nowhere near to be a leader as they expected them to be because he was surrounded by Iniesta and Xavi 
And my God, if you want to call Piquet an actual leader, you might be crazy. Because when Carlos Puyol was near him, you saw clear leader. The one who can come to you and hit you right in the back of your head because you celebrated way too much and way too long. If you faked an injury and you expected to get, you know, another team player booked, he will come near you, he will grab you by ear and say, go and fucking do your job, don't waste my time, don't waste our time. Here, we have a bunch of players, when the pressure comes in, they crumble. And we see it three years in a row. Three years in a row. We see them crumble, we see them lose everything that they stand for. Their cool, their passion, everything. Because they can't handle this pressure. They can handle the fact that there is a team better than them, playing new style of football most of the time, or at the very least, they're more... They're ready to fight till the end, and Barcelona... It's quite arrogant when it comes to this. You know, they are royalty. They expect everything came in handy. And then they see the greedy Roma go and score three goals and beat Barcelona. And do this incredible comeback, which no one ever expected to happen. When you see this high-intense Liverpool go and score at Anfield, with the atmosphere rising through the roof, score four goals, and Barcelona kneel... You see how pathetic these players are, or at the very least, how clueless, how, how, how gone they are. Because when you look in their eyes after the fourth goal from Liverpool, they were gone. When you look at the eyes of a player after the third goal from Roma, they were gone. After you look at the second or third goal here, out of eight, they were already gone. It was first half. She might ask you, is it all the players? It's all their fault, right? Not exactly. Because the board, hold the board. They did some dodgy stuff. They were involved in the scammiest transfer probably on earth with Neymar. They do a lot of dumb shit and that's obvious, but that's not why we're here. Bartomeu decided to change Barcelona for his vision. La Masia is not the same. La Masia is gone. And when he claims that this squad is better than 2012 or the best Barcelona squad in history, basically, you think to yourself, and you can speak out loud, that he's a madman, that he just doesn't know what he's talking about. Because this team is nowhere near as good as it should be. And part of the problem is the fact that they don't have... They don't have any philosophy. They kind of have this still kind of tiki-taka movement in there. But it's mostly gone. They play in something. That they don't understand. With Valverde he tried to do his stuff. It didn't work for, for too long. They kept him trying to force the style of play. With Kikistian when he came in. A lot of people told me that no no no. He's actually good. He's going to be able to do this, to bring back, basically, tiki-taka, but also with high and aggressive uh, pressing. It never happened 
obviously because of the players, but also because the board changed completely the style of La Masia. Instead of being this never-aging tiki-taka Croy football, you know, it changed into whatever is popular now, we're gonna do this. Whatever is working now, we're gonna do this. And it definitely has an effect because the only players that you can remember from La Masia in the last like what five, six years are they gonna be quite average footballers or Ansifati and if you're a Barcelona fan it's either gonna be Paris, either oh what's his name? Well, you know, I'm not a Barcelona fan, so I don't have to remember the names. There is one more kid who's quite good, but they just, for some reason, they just never use him in a good in a matches where he can actually improve the squad. You know, there's three good players right now. Well, two basically because Perez, I'm pretty sure, is on loan or something like this. Uh, there's two good players who show that they are capable of doing a lot of good stuff. But they're not being used properly because, well, first of all, they're too young. But when you need them, you need to put them. But you're too afraid of it. But you need to remember that those are two players for the five years. Because, yes, you had here your Elena. Yes, you had Denis Suarez. But you just left them. You know, one is is in Betis now. Another one... Where is he? Is he in Sevilla? He's somewhere around Sevilla, Valencia. I'm pretty sure about this. Uh, they don't believe in their youngsters, quite frankly, because they don't have any youngsters. Because they don't have the style of football where those youngsters can actually shine because they just throw everything and everything new to the La Masia. Of course, I'm talking as an outside viewer, who kinda knows a little bit about the situation inside the club, but only a little bit. But then you look at the transfer policy, and this is a fucking shit show. If an Arsenal fan is crying because Arsenal just don't have any money, Barcelona fan cries because they're spending so much money on a players who, in theory, should be right, like Coutinho, Griezmann, but in reality, coaches or I don't know who, every single motherfucking time used them wrong. Filippo Coutinho, in my opinion, had a great six months, at the very least pretty good, when he left in the winter. But then next season he crumbled. And I have my opinion why he did crumble, obviously because he didn't play very good. But also because Barca fan expected him to be the new Neymar, because he played on the left wing from time to time uh, in the first six months. And play quite well, you know. But also, Iniesta was gone. So now they expect him to be new Iniesta. But also new Neymar. Too much pressure. Cramble, gone. Then you look at Griezmann. You, you use him as a left wing instead of a striker. Well, he played in Real Sociedad over there. But it's been so damn long. And many, many, many matches will witness the situation that Griezmann is playing so low. Yes, he learned it from Simeone, but it's not what you bought him. You didn't bought him to be a fucking centre-back. You bought him to be a striker. 
but because of the the system, he needs to be down there. And a lot of Barca fans will agree with me if I'm going to say that Griezmann was a flop. A lot of Barca fans will agree if I'm going to say that the transfer policy is a joke because they buy a shiny thing that, in theory, actually might suit Barcelona. But only in theory. Because when it comes to the actual representation, when it comes to actually making this real, you're facing with a reality. And the reality is, you need a players that actually can fit, that actually can improve certain position, not just the money spending oil machine. And this money spending resolved kind of into near bankruptcy of Barcelona because now they're saying, oh, you want to use Camp now as, you know, the title? You can do this. Just pay us. They are desperate to get a lot of money. They're desperate to, to get this money because they need it. But also they need to spend millions upon hundreds of millions for Neymar, for Luis Martinez, Lotaro Martinez, uh, for some other players. And yes, they need new striker, but you bought Griezmann for this position, you know, you can put Fati or the left back or whatever, left wing. But no, you need more, you need more, you need more. And now they faced him with a reality. And the reality is that Messi's pissed, that Barcelona fans are pissed, that everyone is pissed. And Barcelona, because of their no willingness to adapt, because of the board, because of the players, because of the lack of coaches, they're in a position that in a couple of years, if Messi is going to stay, and they're not going to change the system for good, you know, to make it better. They're going to become AC Milan. Maybe they're going to show something real good, real fight in La Liga. But when it comes to the European Cups, they're going to crumble, Like they did three years in a row. I really, I really hope. That's not going to be the case because, you know, it's always nice to have big clubs and the big clubs actually being a big clubs with so much potential to go. You never want to see AC Milan situation because such a great club, such a shit show now. But we can only tell our opinion. And my opinion is that if Barcelona are not going to sort the shit out, they can be done. And you will say, well, Messi will go, okay, a couple years, and we're going to be back. But this couple years, at best, will be crucial because you're going to get demolished by so many teams. You're going to get embarrassed left, right, and center more than you're already being now. And who knows, will you going to be able to fix it in just a couple of years? Because look at Manchester United, look at Arsenal. You know, you can say Manchester United are now doing quite well, but how long did it take them? How long? And they still yet to find this improvement. Yet They yet to find the level that's not going to be as, as good 
as you know, Ox Sarah Ox Ferguson side, but somewhere near it. No, 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 they way too far gone from this. But they're trying to achieve it, and that's taken them years and years. Maybe we're going to see the same with Barcelona. You never know. But, uh, hopefully, just hopefully, Barcelona will not be another case of a shitboard, arrogance of a player, and a lot of bad luck.